Yo, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. This is your boy, Monquay, from the Divine Council. That's Stefan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, which This is episode 26. Yeah. Of the, of the podcast. And, um, yeah, so we got a lot. We got a lot in store. We got a lot of information to talk about. Wow, it's like a... It don't ever end. It don't ever end. It's a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, we last talked uh, a week ago. And uh, just to start off, I guess, I'll ask you, um, how was your week? It was all right. Um, you know, I worked the beginning half of the week, so I went home for a few days and just you know, chilled out back at uh, the crib and just, you know, kicked back and got some stuff done back there, ran some errands or whatever, then drove back uh, Friday night. I Man, it was like a, tor- it felt like it was a tornado, damn near the whole trip between for about an hour and a half of the, of the whole drive. It took me about four hours to get back, which is usually like a two and a half hour drive. Yeah, the, the storms ramped up. Uh, later in the week, uh, specifically on Thursday and Friday. And yeah, yeah, it was just like a, a ton of rainfall. Um, I don't know. It, it just, you know, it just felt like it came out of nowhere. The, the weather is weird. You know, it's one week it's in the 60s and then the, the following days is down into like the 30s. And then the next couple of days, it goes up to the 50s, but you br- you bring in the rain with that and humidity. So it's just been very up and down over the course of the past couple of weeks. It's been very weird. Like like you just said, it's just one week it'll be like, you know, spring weather, 60s, hell, probably the 70s. But then it might be like a, a you know, a ice Ice warning, freeze warning. It might be like twenty degrees, thirty degrees, but it's like literally every other week. So I don't know. It's just very interesting. And then these tornado warnings and stuff. Like this is just crazy. This is this is crazy. It don't even feel nowhere near like a normal January. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to uh, I don't know what to make of it. You know. Um, Cause certain times, like, well, at one point, I was thinking maybe it just means that, you know, if it's warm now, but there's potential that we might get a lot of uh, late uh, winter weather within this uh, next month in February of uh, snowfall and whatnot. But then another side, I was thinking maybe it's just showing us that you know it it could be an early spring, but I don't know, man. I, I mean, I. On a daily basis, I, I see the, you know, the people in the skies, you know, they're, they're lacing the skies with chemicals that it's, shit on a crazy. daily basis. It's crazy, ain't it? It looks like it's getting worse and worse, like, and it's getting more blatant, like, every time I look up. Yes. Time. Yes. Um, it's not just, like, one or two. Like, I see several at a time, just, like, in the sky. And we talking about them chemtrails. We talking about them chemtrails. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, like 
every it seems like these days you'll go outside and you can kind of see how after a while, you know, they just kind of dissipate throughout the sky, but they don't never really go away. You can see where they're like they spray that initial strip far, far away with them with those airplanes. And it'd be like other airplanes that be that look like it's up as high as those planes and they don't be, you know, having that combustion. So that's how you know, like, it's got to be something to it. Yeah. And it, it, it looks like it's getting, you know, they're, 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 they're ramping up on it. So those chemtrails, that shit is getting wild. Could be a reason, could be a, you know, big reason for the weather. I don't know. But the weather is interesting. It feels more like a a, a May instead of like a January or like a, like a late April instead of like a January. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a uh, very, I don't know, just like not stable at all. Like I'm looking at the weather forecast for this uh this upcoming week, and it's in like I see like the 50s and like the high 40s. So, but um, back to just like recapping over the week for myself, it was just a. Uh, just a regular week, you know, I've been hitting the gym consistently. Second week in a row, went four times this week. So I'm just really focused on that and uh, staying with that. And other than that, man, I was just, uh, just been like, I guess, just chilling, just catching up on stuff that I missed in terms of like shows or whatnot and just kicking back, trying to, you know, make sure I, get enough uh i get enough sleep trying to have like a i guess a date in life and stuff so it's it's an interesting time that we in um but man it's just so much to talk about i don't know if we're gonna be able to talk about it this all in this episode because there's been a lot that's happened and uh the first thing because before before this happened i was gonna come in and like I had put notes down. I probably, the first thing I was going to probably talk about was the impeachment trial, but this just like took everybody by storm. Um, today was the passing of uh, Kobe Bryant at the age of 41 years old. Uh, he, Him and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna Bryant, along with uh, nine others, were killed in a helicopter crash in uh, California. And I got the news after I had took a nap. I just woke up. And I saw the news. I couldn't believe it. You know, I just was like, I was in shock. I was like, damn. I was just seeing people, you know, I was seeing conflicting reports, man. Like, you know, TMZ is the first one to report it. TMZ reported it before the family actually knew. What? Which is uh, fucked up. That's crazy. Um, and, you know, people were originally, the first, like, reports I was seeing was that it was him and his like entire family, you know, that had got wiped out, you know, but, um, nah, it, it ended up being him and his daughter. And there was reports saying it was Rick Fox's uh former teammate, but Rick Fox has been confirmed to be alive. Um, and it's just, it's just sad. The times that we in, man, with people with the media, just trying to be the first, to post the story and not having all the facts together. Um, and yeah, man, it was just sad. I was just looking at, you know, just 
a lot of highlight videos of Kobe. Well, I looked at like one highlight video. It was like 20 minutes uh, Bleacher Report. And then I watched this other video. He was ta- he was talking about like just motivation and motivational speaking. And man, like, you know, some of the tweets, it's just crazy to think like Kobe in my eyes was, um, well, he is one of the greatest players of all time. He's a, he's a top 10 talent of all time. He, he transcended basketball, but he, he didn't just transcend basketball. He, he transcended entertainment in general. Um, he was like our generation's Michael Jordan in a lot of ways. Um, you look back at the kids on the playground or you in the classroom shooting paper balls into the trash can. His name is usually what they would say. Um, and yeah, man, he it's so fucking crazy, dude, because I'm going to get into a little I'm, I'm going to go a little deeper with it. But right now I'm just because I've been like looking at stuff. But yesterday, LeBron passed him. On the as uh, LeBron is now the third, um, third on the third like highest score list of all time. He passed Kobe last night, and it, it's so eerie to think about because there's a a video a video segment from a post game interview where LeBron is talking about he literally was um you know he was a fan of Kobe's and how he met Kobe when he was like 16 and. He met Kobe in Philly, and uh, the next day uh, he had a game that night. Uh, LeBron did that in high school. He played, you know, for St. Saint, uh, Saint Vincent, St. Mary's um, in Akron, Ohio. He met Kobe in Philly. The, Saint, the next day Kobe went on to win the, uh, the MVP. The same uh, city. LeBron broke the record in is where Kobe was from, which is Philadelphia, and LeBron is now a Laker. Wow. So just to think about the how the the how that coincides with one another is uh and crazy uh within itself, man. Um I just seen a lot of different takes and I'm looking right now, I'm looking at this live stream from Tariq Nashi. He's pretty much just like exposing like the liberal white supremacists that are like trying to make light of the um alleged assault that Kobe uh had in the uh early 2000s they're calling him a rapist and stuff you know online and shit and I actually reported one of them like this woman she uh she said that I I was really like going to like I was going to reply but then I was like I shouldn't reply so I just reported her cuz like it's like man like I get like you People got different opinions, but every time one of our black heroes or leaders, so not leaders or so, one of our black damn near superheroes or black people, somebody that a lot of us looked up to dies or something happens to, is always some um, non-black person trying to put dirt on their name. Yeah. Every every time, and. It's it's bullshit. It's it's fucking bullshit that they always do this shit. Um, there was a the comedian named Ari Shafir. He's in Charlotte right now, actually tonight for a gig. He actually made a poster of himself with his face on Tupac. He's a white comedian, and he had like uh, his made his face darker and shit, and um, and they called himself Tupac Shafir. Um, what the fuck? 
he pretty much was saying, you know, uh, Kobe was a rapist and he deserved it and fucked the Lakers, all this other shit. You know, um, and there's other people out there saying that echoing this, the same sentiments. And I ain't, you know, at first I was, just, you know, I was going to like reply and stuff, but then I was like, nah, I should just ignore it, you know, because that's just, you know, that's just adding fuel to the flame, you know, but then again, it's like, I'm listening to, to what uh, Tariq is saying, which it is right. It's like a lot of these people are the ones that are so-called want that intersectionality when that, that shit is not real. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one screaming for. It's it's like what the hell you want everybody to be fighting together, but you know we obviously see that it's a lot of hatred towards quote unquote black people when it comes to when it then when it comes from you know other other organ other um uh, my minority groups I guess I would say yeah. Like they talk about, you know, different alliances, but yet, you know, it's not always consistent when it comes to, you know, the support for each other. But I agree. I agree with what you're saying about that. Man, there was a woman on MSNBC. She said when she was talking about uh, Kobe's passing, she said the loss, she said, uh, she was like, you know, he played for the Los Angeles and it almost sounded like she said niggers. But she uh, apparently she said Nakers, like uh, uh, with an N instead of an L, and she apologized for it. And this is supposed to be on MSNBC, a liberal network, you know. So just, you know, looking at that shit, I'm just like, bro, it's just she really said what she meant to say. It's it's, it's bullshit. And what's, what's the reasoning behind that? Come on now. Yeah, on live TV. So just trying to you know just put more dirt on his name and shit and uh before I, I get into it go before i go left because i, I do want to uh go left for a second on this um what what are your thoughts on kobe um you know man it, it, it was it was mind-blowing because i woke up from a nap and i seen you know i seen you that you put it put the news in the group message and then i seen that i got a you know a call from home and everything, so I was like, you know, whatever. So I read the message, and I was like, oh, damn, you know, Kobe passed. At first, you know, I, don't, I didn't really know how to take. I still don't know how to take of it. It's, it's like it's it's surreal. I think it still is. It's like you know, what the hell? Like that's like Michael Jordan, you know, transcendent type generational talent. Not only to pass. But the passing a freak accident and to pass at an extremely early age, it's like you know, it's it's not to get not to get left at all. You know, to really look at this from from a from a surface point of view, it, it's very hard to to analyze. I guess I would say. So you know, it's gonna be. A lot of information to be leaked out within the next couple of days or so, but I was just like, wow, I don't even know how to take this, man. Like, this shit is crazy. So I was also um, looking somewhere where the last tweet that he that he made was congratulating LeBron when he passed his record last night. So, yeah. 
that that is it's mind blowing. Um, well, I I am gonna like you know I am gonna take it left for a second because I just feel like this is something people should hear, whether you agree with me or not, or agree with the information or not. I'm just gonna put it out there. Uh, there's a a video uh, from this show on Comedy Central. It's called The uh, Legends of Chamberlain Heights. It's an animated series that uh, Comedy Central has, and they have an episode with Kobe Bryant. This episode in particular aired, I want to say, three years ago, going on four years ago. You can look it up on YouTube. He crashes in a helicopter. Dang. And the the helicopter explodes. Yeah, Kobe. Yeah, Kobe, he crashes in the helicopter and it explodes. And also, there's a fucking toy that the Lakers sells with him in a helicopter. There is um, a tweet from 2012 where somebody says Kobe is going to die from a helicopter crash. Um, Now, people are saying that tweet might have been altered because of uh, a... um, Beside where it's, it gives you the date of the tweet, it says Carbon, and Carbon is a is an app I think you can use to edit tweets. But people are debating whether you can edit a tweet or not. Um, but yeah, 2012 tweet, the guy said, you know, Kobe's gonna die by a helicopter crash. But the biggest thing, by the biggest, the biggest. Uh, the biggest out there thing about this is uh, I've been looking at gematria. Now, if anybody knows what gematria is, it, it pretty much is like a, it's like the, a coded way for, in words, how to break down what is happening in society and all facets of life, history, entertainment, um, everything, politics. It's a code that the fucking elites use to pretty much run society. And to and to look into it, you can look at this channel called Gematria, Gematria Effect News. And I just bought his book. It's like 800 pages. He's breaking down the code. He broke down this code and it, it explains pretty much Kobe's name and how it ties to this date. Um, and how his name and LeBron's name, how they're synonymous. And it, it also brought in Zion because Zion is the next big alleged superstar. And he, he pretty much was breaking that down and showing you what it means. And it, it's pretty much him exposing everything, the entertainment industry, uh, politics, and how it's all scripted. It's scripted by the elitists that run this uh, society. They may not even be human, to be real with you. Um, they've been doing this for centuries. They use this code called Gematria to run things. And all these entertainers, everybody that is a celebrity is Masonic. It's all Masonic um, numerology. And it's used to, it, it runs them. Nothing is by mistake. None of this stuff that's in the media, the timing of it, None of it is by mistake. It's not a coincidence. It's all in the code. 
and it can be broken down through gematria. So I would just um, recommend anybody that's interested in looking into it to look into it because it 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 works out like it it breaks down stuff to where you would be shocked by how accurate it is. Um, so I'm not going to say that necessarily he was, uh, Kobe's death was, um, a scheduled death or a blood sacrifice, but I'm not going to say that it's not possible at the same time, because think about this. Kobe had been using the helicopter for years to get back and forth, um, to the Staples Center, and he was on his way to his uh, Mamba Academy with his daughter, who was a basketball player and who was probably going to succeed his, uh, continue his legacy. A lot of people wanted him to have a son, but he had a daughter that was really good, and there's videos of her pretty much identical to him, like movement-wise on the court and the way she was shooting. She had his moves like down pat. Um, the daughter that passed away with him. So I would just say to look into that and you see the similarities. You know, it's it's really crazy, but, well, it's not crazy. But you got, I mean, people. more people should open their eyes to this because this, all of this shit is scripted. That's where I'm at with this. I agree with the scripted, with, with it being scripted. I hadn't had the chance to actually put my... Uh, 10 uh Kofi on yet to actually try to connect the dots. But, you know, on the surface level, it does seem like it's a lot of weird coincidences. So, you know, I can't really make an actual, you know, choice on what side I agree with. But I'll say it seems like it's a lot of weird coincidences, you know, already. And uh, I've seen, I've looked into Gematria a couple of times, you know, that's actually a very interesting. Just the the codes they come up with and how certain how the certain things how they're like very similar, eerily similar to each other. But his, his back to his daughter. His daughter was like really really good. I, in my mind, you know, I was thinking like, you know, one day she's gonna be like the the Kobe Bryant of like the WNBA. It's looking like what they're gonna set it up as, but. You know, it just didn't <clears throat> right now it's looking like you know, we just gotta take time out to think about the family. Um and yeah. You know, take our time take our time with uh with with how we go about, you know, doing our research and everything. I always remember that the family's grieving also. At the end of the day, so you know, I just want to thank want people to think about the family, think you know, people thoughts with them and about them. Yes, yeah, that is true. Um, and his wife is, I think, still. I think that she just had their fourth daughter. Um, and yeah, to have to to lose her husband who she had been with since she was like, I think 17 and they've been together, I think over 20 years or close to it. And to lose her daughter, one of her daughters, you know, that's, you know, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, you know, so 
definitely I would like to, you know, extend my condolences or extend from the Divine Council podcast our condolences to the families, not just the Bryant family, but the fa- um, to the other nine uh, victims of the the helicopter crash. And yeah, man, just a lot of crazy stuff. And it's January isn't even done yet. Um, I mean, I I really I really had more thought, more like, dang man, we get to see Kobe like in the retirement stage. Like the only thing this dude has to worry about is basketball. Like this is about to be beautiful. Every time, yeah. even even though like you know, they sometimes the media over promotes people, you know. I actually like, you know, whenever Kobe when Kobe's in the in the in the lights, you know, in the entertainment, especially post retirement, you know, giving, you know, some of his takes. Not all takes, you know, we don't agree with everything everybody says, you know, but more times than not, I agree with his takes, you know, that he has, especially on basketball, or mostly on basketball. Um, you know, his 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 detailed documentary. You know, I, I agree with a lot of the takes that he has on there. I really thought it was a genius con- concept. I just really say, like, man, Kobe, what if, what if Kobe is an NBA head coach one day? You know, all kinds of thoughts, crazy, crazy, not not crazy thoughts, you know, thoughts that I guess most people would have. But 41, you know, the past of 41, in this type of way, man. Yeah, it's a shame, man. It's a shame. So yeah, R.I.P. to um to Kobe, Kobe Bryant. He is one of, like I said before, he's one of the greatest, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He's a he's a top ten talent all time. He transcended sports. Um. I think they might eventually end up changing the Staples Center to the Kobe Center. You know, people are already saying he should be the new logo of the NBA, which I would be I would be here for that, you know. Um, no disrespect to Jerry West, but, you know, I mean, it's Kobe. Um, but, yeah, man. Oh, how about, you know, people were, you know, the Grammys is tonight. It's happening right now, and it's at the Staples Center of all fucking places. Man, it's just too many coincidences. Yeah, and they were getting mad about people being outside, but people were showing respect to Kobe. Like, nobody give a fuck about the Grammys. Like, right. Nobody cares. I didn't even know it was tonight. Yeah, it's tonight. It's, uh, it's going on right now. And, um... Yeah, man, it's just a lot. It's, uh, it's too many coincidences. It's too many coincidences. It's too many. Twenty twenty, um, this this shit just started. Man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the next thing I wanted to talk about a little bit. I guess we can, since we're still on the we're on the sports tip right now. Let's talk about Antonio Brown again. So, as the listeners may know Tony O'Brown just uh, recently turned himself in 
for I think it was a battery where he allegedly helped uh, one of his friends beat up somebody in his house and he got out on bond. But the thing is, is like he went into the jail and he had on a suit, like a track suit, but then he had an actual suit on top of that. So he just looked crazy. And the judge ordered him to get like a drug screening. He's got to wear what they say is a, they say he's got to wear a GPS now, I think, or a GSP. Um, And he's got to do like mental health evaluation. He's got to have a mental health evaluation, but they let him out on bond. It's like his life is just continuing to spiral out of control. You know, um, I mean, the only thing I could think of is it has to be something related to CTE that's causing him to act like this. You know, I don't understand. I don't see no other reason for him to keep, you know, being, you know, keep being outlandish on social media the way he is. If he's not like really asking for help in that way, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I. It's got to be like the CTE or it's got to be the CTE with with him acting like this. Because, you know, he when he, after he got hit by Bontez Burfitt, um, you know, he got he got hit really, really hard. That That's not a that man has literally been banned indefinitely from the league from like knocking many. He's he's not multiple players out of the league. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that he got hit by Bontez Burfitt. If he didn't have CTE before, that hit alone gave him CTE, and I mean, it, it's looking, it's looking like that. That that's what's go, that's what this man got, man. Like that, or it's just you know one of these weird marketing type things that the NFL is glad that they got themselves a part of because he's he's he really is under the under the uh, under the limelight when he really shouldn't be. He's not in the NFL no more, like. Really, we shouldn't know a lot of the stuff that the media's the media has been releasing from the start. But you know that comes that comes behind the fact that the media knows they have a, I guess, a weak target. They know that they have a weak target. They know he's gonna keep on messing up, and it's gonna they're gonna be able to basically slander the image of the black man, quote unquote, black man, because everybody's loving this shit. <laughs> Everybody's loving this shit, and it's like, man, like, what the hell is wrong with you? You looking crazy. You yeah. need some help, like, you need some help. This ain't even, this ain't even funny no more. Like, somebody help him. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I just look at it as like a cry for help with him posting on social media with him trying to be a rapper now. And it's like he's trash, you know what I'm saying? I well, I will say that he like his new song that I was I talked about before on the way, like I think it was like home from No or on the way to N, coming home from No. He was actually he actually sounded better. His first song he just was like drowned his voice in auto tune and it was just trash. And you know he's talking about no more white wo- woman 2020. The video is full of white women. You know, it's just like he's trolling. You know, it's it's ironic. It's, it's he's just doing too way too much. You know, and we've seen with other you know 
celebs in the past, you know, they, they keep being in a spotlight like this, similar to the next guy I just thought of that maybe we should bring up. They look, they, they go fucking crazy. And the, the next, uh, next guy I'm talking about is Orlando Brown. Wow. Um, I don't know if you've heard. Yeah. But you, you probably, yeah. Orlando Brown, the former child star, actor, um, musician. Uh, he accused uh, another child star, actor, musician, businessman, Nick Cannon, of uh, giving him fellatio, I believe, when he was a child. And he said that uh, Nick Cannon dressed as a, was dressed as a female when the act happened. Now, my take on this is, for one, it's it's it's. Uh, I think. Well, I know for sure. I don't know him, but I mean, just looking into it, I think. Yeah, Orlando, he has mental health issues, and yeah, he's probably. You know, he he's probably doing drugs. He's admitted to dabbling with weed, crystal meth. You know, but I think. At a certain point, you know, people keep saying he's crazy and stuff. But I've looked at several of his interviews over the past couple of years. I've listened to his music, and he, to be honest with you, he's actually can he can actually rap like really well. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a ghostwriter for certain people. Like that's how good I think he can rap. Um, I think he's just at a point like. He's just not relevant. He's not getting roles, you know, in movies or TV shows. And he's just trying to do anything to stay relevant. And he's saying anything. Now, Nick Cannon said a, a lengthy, uh, had a lengthy message on IG saying, you know, that he wishes him well and hopes he gets the help he needs. But in that message, he did not deny giving Orlando fellatio. So my thing is, Nick Cannon did dress in a uh, he dressed in he wore a dress when he was um a child actor um on a, I think it was on All That or Kenan and Kel one of those shows he wore a dress um uh, and we already know how Hollywood gets down with the these rituals and sexual acts and stuff a lot of these dudes is gay in the industry he called there's a video of Orlando Brown calling out the most obvious people, Young Thug, Birdman, Diddy, saying all of them were gay. Um, there's a video of Diddy with this artist named Dev Hines. And he's pretty much, Dev Hines is this black uh, singer. He is, uh, I think he said that he's like, he's met, he messed with men, like but when he was younger or something like that. He was experimenting, but he said it wasn't for him or whatever. So a lot of his music, not the the actual music, he doesn't talk about, like, I guess, homosexual acts or whatever. It's in his his music videos. He shows certain alternative lifestyles. Diddy happened to be on one of his songs from his past album. And Diddy was talking about wanting to be scared of being loved the way he really wanted to be loved. Wow. Which is pretty much saying Diddy's pretty much coming out the closet as bisexual, which is not, I don't think anybody will be shocked by that. 
I mean, if you recall a couple years ago when he was talking to Fabulous and saying he, he wanted him to really party with him and stuff, like, I think it's been known that Diddy was, you know, swinging both ways. There's an old video of Exhibit saying Diddy took him to a gay club one time when they were younger and he didn't understand why. You know, so it's like, I mean, I, I already figured it. I mean, you can look at how he, he talks. And, well, it's just certain vibes you can get from people. Not even having met them, I, you can just tell, you know. Um, so I don't think that dude is, like, crazy. I think he is. He's been fucked up. Like, I think he was molested as a child. He came in at a young age, like, I think five or six years old. He was in that Major Pain movie with Damon Wayans. As a kid, I think he was molested. He's seen some shit, and it 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 just registered with him as an adult. Now he's only thirty two, I believe, and it's fucking with him, you know. And he's not getting work because of stuff he he said, and you know, um, yeah. I I just think, you know, these people. That the industry is is demonic and it's, it, it destroys minds at you know at a young age and there's a lot of stuff these kids have to go through and it fucks with them as, when they become adults and I think that's what's going on with him. Yeah, you gotta do a lot of wicked shit. I I think you know through your throughout your time in, in Hollywood and being a celebrity too that I think eventually it catches up with you or at certain vulnerable points. Well, in the sense of like a child actor, you got to think, you know, he's been doing this shit his whole life. So 32, he's really been doing this shit for damn near 30 years of his life. So, you know, it might be reaching a point where all that shit's catching up. But, you know, I feel like I, I agree with what you're saying about the fact that, um, one, he's uh, a part of the demonic ass Hollywood. And, you know, they got to see a lot of wicked shit, a lot of foul shit throughout their time there. And I I think the I, I think just as big, you know, you also, you spoke on this, but I think this might be even bigger is the fact that he just, he's just not getting any any work. Like yeah. Nobody's trying to work with him. I, like, you, you know, I, and just imagine as being a, um, a child actor, you know, being a child actor and, and, basically growing up relevant your whole life basically you gotta they have to fight for the majority of their life to stay relevant they have to fight for more times in their life to stay relevant than to basically than basically being a celebrity so i feel like he's really reaching that point where like we're literally into like a new deck we're in like damn near what two new decades we're 20 20 years later damn near like we're in a new decade g like we're like the whole, the whole mind state of child acting and, and entertainment is, is transforming. And like, he knows that a lot of child act actors know that. And you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to grasp a lot of the times that's of anything, but you know, for, for this situation, it's hard for them, for, hard for him to grasp the situation at hand. I believe that's what I think this is. I think it's, you know, he's definitely not getting any, any work at all too. So. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a creative, artsy type, so it's probably killing him, like, that he can't really express himself like that, I guess, the way he wants to, so he's just doing all this clout chasing to stay relevant, and, um, 
Yeah, it's just another unfortunate situation of another black, a talented black person that's just like, just been tormented. And he's just, and but the thing is, is that he's got a spotlight on him as opposed to just us, you know, just regular people going through everyday shit, you know? Um, so the next thing I wanted to, to talk about was uh, Delonte West. Uh, Delonte West is a former NBA player. He played, I believe, nine seasons total in the NBA, ranging with Boston Celtics, uh, most known most famously with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I think he had a, a stint with uh, Dallas, too, Dallas Mavericks. He is, uh, he has, myth, again, he has mental health issues. He uh, is bipolar. You can look at a video on YouTube where he actually talks about being bipolar. And there's, um, I've, I've seen online people are saying that he was schizophrenic as well. And if you know anything about schizophrenia, like combining that with bipolar disorder is just like a fucking nightmare. Um, if he's not taking his medication, that is. Um, he's homeless now. He's homeless. He's in the the DMV. He's been out on uh, highways. Just like, I don't know, I guess like tweaking and shit. And he recently got arrested. Because he had got his ass beat by somebody because he was like starting stuff in the street and the dude beat his ass and he was putting handcuffs and there's a video that went viral of him in handcuffs. He's, you know, he's, he looks like he looks terrible. He ain't got a shirt on and he's just sent, he's rambling talking about some, he's like the president and shit. And it's just sad. Leader bro. of the Navy SEALs. Yeah. Leader of the Navy SEALs. Like, it's just sad. It's like your first thing you probably think is like he's on PCP or heroin or some shit. He could be on drugs, which I'm sure he's probably fucked with drugs, but I think it's more so just his his mental health. I think it's just mental more than anything. And a lot of people are saying, you know, he needs help from other people from the NBA. The NBA should do something, which I agree. Um, cause there, and the, but then there's the other side where people are saying he made over $16 million in his career. And we talked about this off air. That doesn't mean that 16 million went straight to his pockets. He's got managers, lawyers, he's got family, taxes. Yeah, the like shit. I mean, just a simple breakdown is like if he's getting 16 million throughout his career, you know, basically like year by year, is he has expenses. So right. if he doesn't under, if he doesn't have any concept of any type of savings any type of savings and not just any type of savings or uh, any discipline on him, not touching his savings, then, okay, he might get $3 million one year. In that span of one year, he might spend, and we and we know this isn't foreign for especially a basketball player, to spend a million or two in a year. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. So if he's getting $3 million one year, he might end up with only about $500,000 saved up after uh, over that one year. And then the next year, you know, he might only get like, you know, based on his contract, he might get like two and a half mil. Shit, he might spend all that two and a half mil and not save a damn dime. And then, you know, basically it's like a snowball effect. And over time, and then, you know, they, they get mortgages. They don't they, they are, have right. the money there. 
like once again, like they might it might be his third year of his contract, and he might want to move into you know his contract might say we're going to give you sixty million. Your contract your your contract's worth sixty million, but we're going to give you about fifteen. We're gonna give you uh we're gonna give you 15 guaranteed. Um, and then we're gonna give you, you know, contract incentives or whatever to possibly reach 60 mil, but they rarely reach that full max. He might then be like, well shit, fuck it. I'm gonna go out and get me a mansion that's about 50 mil. You know, I ain't got this money right now, but you know, over the next six seasons, I should be able to pay it off or, you know, be able People- to move people are so financially illiterate they don't understand the concept of what net worth actually is i know dude yeah dude. they don't understand what, what they don't understand what liquidity is right if it he does not have over the course of his career yeah he's made over 16 million but he does not have 16 million in liquid assets like that's what is the most Important is what is what is his liquid asset. He might be in the negatives by now. Who knows? In my, in my opinion, you know, he may be off also on drugs. Is what I'm, you know, researching too. So, you know, if if that's the case, and you have to kind of you know look back in the past. Okay, did he have a drug problem? You know, or did he did he have a gambling problem? Did he have like other vices or whatever? That if he had other vices, most definitely. If, if, if even though if he made sixteen million and now he's he's you know ass out like this, it he probably he never he spent that money like it was nothing from the beginning, and probably never had a concept of savings. And if he did have money saved up, he didn't have the discipline to not to not touch it or you know to not run through it because he's homeless now. It's a very sad situation. But I still I still believe that the NBA. I believe that I believe that anybody that comes through, he was in the NBA for nine seasons. And in, in the in the big picture of things, Delonte West was not like a nobody. Like like he wasn't yeah. a nobody. He was like, a he was a he was a starter at one point. On multiple teams and and if not a starter, you know, he, he got a lot of he got good playing time. Like in the big scheme of things, he was somebody that made it. I feel like in these leagues, you know. They should take care of these players for damn near their lifetime. Like I, I really do. Like I agree. I, I mean, like they shouldn't. It shouldn't be the player. The player should have to do their part, of course, most definitely. But I feel like it should be a fraternity, like really, like a a legit fraternity. And I think that's the problem with these organizations. But you know, this goes back to the gladiator. It goes back to the um to the fact that these are gladiator gladiator sports. And these players are more no more than just cattle, basically. Like they're they're not really respected by these franchise owners and the fans. Also, I feel like you know if, if the very least we can do is make it more of a fraternal fraternal type um, environment. I feel like he no he should never get to that situation. And now that he is in that situation, the NBA if if they haven't thought about helping him should do the the most that they can to help him regardless even if he is on drugs he literally even though he he, he got paid 16 million in his nba career these nba each and every one of these individual players that make up these these nba teams bring in billions of dollars for the nba he's yeah. a lot 
worth a lot more than 16, 17 mil. So I think the least the NBA could do is just to look out for him or at least his family or somebody, you know, just to make sure that their their um, former player, former employee who, who gave you nine fucking seasons, which is beyond the average. That's beyond the average. So he gave you nine. He gave you nine seasons. Yeah, in your league, and you can't look out for him. You know, I think it's sad. And like, even to kind of segue a little bit to the NFL, this is kind of the the situation that the NFL is in, and it's sad. Yeah, you can't take care of these players' health insurance for, you know, for after they retire. These people are playing a legit, you know, physical sport. They put their bodies and their mind on the line. On the, on the line, yeah. It's shown that they're gonna that, that just because they played this sport at this high of a level that they're gonna die at a at a way at a significantly earlier age than the average human. Like, really understand that it's it's been you can prove that it's been it's been studies proven just from the head collisions alone, just from the concussions alone, just from the 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 the, the bone problems from you know. Your spinal problems, just from these different from the from the game alone, they can expect to live a lot less yeah, longer than an average individual. And and of course in the, uh in basketball there's not as many head collisions and concussions, but there's a lot of fucking torn ACLs, MCLs, where people can't walk again correctly, like a, a fucking Brandon Roy. They go they go through a lot of shit, you know. Broken ankles, yeah. toes, hips, all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah, the NBA, the NBA, uh, all, all the, all the big time sports. When it comes to the professional level, it's, it's like, it's not easy on your body, especially like the NFL. You know. Yeah. Well, speaking of NFL. I think this may be the biggest um well uh, no no nah. it's it would have been the biggest story but obviously the Kobe story was bigger but this story came out of left field uh New Orleans Saints uh it's been reported that's uh and this is uh from sportingnews.com Saints executives allegedly helped the Catholic Church with his public relations efforts and messaging related to a recent sexual abuse crisis, according to an Associated Press report. Attorneys for about two dozen men suing the Archdiocese of New Orleans claimed that emails found through the lawsuit's discovery showed that the Saints aided the Archdiocese in a pattern and practice of concealing its crimes. So, that's a fucking bombshell right there. That's fucking wild. Like that's that's like, wow, criminal almost. That's criminal investigation. Yeah. So the fucking saints was helping cover up these sexual uh, crimes that the fucking Catholic Church was doing. Man, what what, what the fuck, man? What what place? Like what? That that shows you the power that these organizations have. One, 
Like these organizations, these ain't no, these are multi-billion dollar corporations and, and multi-billion dollar individual entities. Some of these um, NFL franchises. And it's so ironic. Their name is the Saints of all fucking names. Of all names. In November 2018, New Orleans Archbishop Gregory Amon released a list of 57 clergy members who were credibly accused of sexually abusing minors across multiple decades. Many members served as priests or worked in some capacity at local high schools when they allegedly preyed on children and young adults. 57 members. 57. That's fucking crazy. That ain't no... Man, that's... That's... that's, that's... Wow. 57. I didn't realize it was 57 until just now. Yeah, this is uh, from... uh, NOLA.com. Yeah. 57 members of the, the church sexually abusing kids and the fucking New Orleans Saints helped to cover it up. Are we going to see the New Orleans Saints basically have to move and rename... Like what? Wow! I, I don't know. I mean, this is like you said. This is like a. I think this would be a federal investigation. Like I don't. Yeah. See, this ain't. This isn't going to go away no time soon. Um. I don't know what the ramifications of this could be. Like you said, it could be them moving the team, or something. A huge penalty. Maybe they don't get the play that where they lose a bunch of revenue by canceling their season next season or some shit. I, I don't know. It's something major would have to come from this. Has to. No, the Saints would be a repeat offender because they had the bounty gate. If Saint, the Saints has an organization. Right. They had the bounty gate in the past, and if people don't remember, the bounty gate was whenever they won. They went and won the Super Bowl. Um, they are basically the defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, is basically – Placing bounties on players on the opposing teams, telling his defense, you know, if you can knock this player out, you'll win. The, you'll win the pot this week. Yeah, and I remember that. To make it even worse, that's the same team that had Darren Sharper, who who was uh, raping raping women. Yeah, ex- exactly. So, um, you know, I I think that we can expect, and I bring all this up is because. I think now we can start to expect people to look at the Saints organization as, uh, you know, like the New England Patriots. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like even though they're not winning rings like that right now, yeah. they're still successful and they got Drew Brees and they, you know, this is going to look really, really bad. And Drew, speaking of which, Drew Brees is a, a proud boy, allegedly. You know, and some people can say, what does this have to do with them? But, you know... It's guilty by association in the big scheme of things. Like it's not fair, but yeah, it's like the the Saints organization as a whole. We can see now they're adding to their rap sheet. We can see right now. Yeah. Um. We'll uh, continue to follow this uh, story because it just broke a couple days ago. Because this is something. I mean, this is major. Like, came out of left field, um, and of course, they're denying it. They're denying any, you know, involvement or whatever. But yeah, this is something big that's gonna. And we'll probably keep hearing about this for months and months. So, 
we'll follow up on that. So going into the next uh, topic, and I, I you know, kind of threw like a, a segue in there because, you know, Drew Brees, I was saying he's a, a proud boy. You know, he was taking pictures with Trump, you know, smiling all, you know, happy and shit. Um, the, the impeachment trial has uh, been going on this week uh, for Mr. Donald Trump. You know, uh, the Senate has been discussing whether or not to remove him from uh, office. Let me see what the most recent news is on this. Uh, So, yeah, I know that they were discussing like a day or two ago about his uh his phone call he made to the to the the person in the I believe in the Middle East I can't remember the it was I think it was Ukraine he had a, a phone call with somebody yeah he had a phone call oh and they discussed also there's actually video footage of uh Trump in 2008 this is uh, from Politico.com. Trump in 2008 ordering the removal of Marie Yovanovitch, a U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. And Trump made the remarks and has provided the recording to the well, his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, uh, provided the recording of him making those Remarks to the House Intelligence Committee, and Trump has denied knowing partners uh, who was a personal uh, associate of his uh, Trump's lawyer. So the this week's witness vote comes after Republican uh, Representative Adam Schiff, the lead House. Okay, so yeah, this article is just jumping all over the place. I haven't been able to... Okay. I'm on political again. Trying to look for, like, some bullet points or something. Uh, I think it's far- crazy. Yeah, I, I think it's crazy that they're, that they're really, really trying to stretch this oh, okay. like this. Okay, before you uh, comment, I found some bullet points. This is... It's still going on, by the way. Trump's legal team launches attack on the Democrats' case. Trump's team goes after Schiff, who I just mentioned, I believe, the representative. And apparently there's 28,578 pages of evidence. So, yeah, those are some of the bullet points from the fifth day of the trial. Uh, So, yeah, it's, it's continuing. But what were you saying? I was I was just adding that this is still going on. I was yeah, because I you hadn't quite got to your point. I was just adding that piece in. I didn't want to you know inter, I didn't want to interrupt because I thought you were still on your point. Well, I was just saying well, I can't believe it's still on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm trying to find like you know updates, and this is like the Politico is the website I'm on, and it was just uh, it's actually got timelines uh, of what was going on with the trial and. You know, on Saturday, yesterday, Trump was 
lashing out against the impeachment with uh after the opening statements one of the things he said and i quote any fair-minded person watching the senate trial today would be able to see how unfairly i have been treated and that this is indeed the totally partisan impeachment hoax that everybody including the democrats truly knows it is this should never be allowed to happen again uh with the exclamation point and he posted that on twitter yesterday around 1 45 p.m so seems to me like it's just a lot of you know back and forth <laughs> yeah back and forth but they I, I don't know if they have anything. Well, it, it said that they had a bunch of evidence, over 28,000 pages of evidence. You know, what does but that really mean, though, you know? what? Yeah, what type of evidence? You know, of him saying something the wrong way, talking to somebody disrespectful, like what? It could you know? be just bullshit evidence. It could just be bullshit, you know, 100%. Yeah. And they could just be classifying it as evidence. I think they're just, just trying to... People got to forget. I mean, people can't forget. Like, this is, what, this is what I'm what I'm really thinking about that just really popped back in my head is the fact that this man, this man is already in office. He's in office, and, you know, the Democrats are literally banking 100,000% on getting this guy impeached. And I haven't really seen him do a goddamn thing when it comes to politics. Yeah. It's like their political political stance on shit, political viewpoints, their policies are so trash now at this point that they know, like, and with their candidates, they know that they don't really stand a chance when it comes to actually politically trying to win the election. Which would be very concerning if I was somebody who was who but still believed in my vote counted, and you know I, I classified as being a Democrat. That would be very concerning to me. Just a thought. Yeah, I I, I think they're they're running in circles right now. They don't have a, a, a plan. Like if this does not work, this looks really bad on the Democratic Party. And speaking of which, we are in an election year. So if this does not work out, which it more than likely won't, in my opinion, work out, then I don't think there's a case for a Democrat to have a chance to beat Trump um, in the 2020 presidential election because they're they're throwing everything they have, the resources at this as opposed to focusing on the Democratic candidates, you know, and so far nothing has happened. And I think this goes back to what you said in the previous in a previous podcast that it have to be another political party. It's got to be another one coming up on the horizon. Yeah, like something's got to happen because like they're not giving anybody tangibles, and like they and like they really do increase taxes whenever they get in office, and it's like, bruh, like we really don't really want you motherfuckers running office no more, like. That was eight years of chaos with Obama. Yeah, I don't. I don't care how delusional you can be. You know that that was. 
Well, I'll say this again about the impeachment. Um, this representative that I was talking about, Adam Schiff, uh, Trump's defense team, they attacked his credibility. He was the lead house manager. They they attacked the credibility of uh, Gordon Sondland, uh, invokes a Mueller investigation and accuses Democrats of trying to interfere in the election. Uh, and it's just a lot of arguing back and forth, you know, in terms of the updates, facts, fact checks of what was said and what's true in the trial. And Trump actually called out that guy, Adam Schiff, who said that there is no exoneration for Trump without witnesses at Senate trial. Trump uh, today, actually, shifty Adam Schiff is a corrupt politician and probably a very sick man. He has not paid the price yet for what he has done to our country. Uh, so if I was Adam Schiff, I'd be kind of worried right now. To be honest with you, because it sounds like he Trump might have just put a green light on his head. Yeah. Um, yeah, he said he hasn't paid yet for what he has done to our country. So, yeah, Mr. Adam Schiff, you you might want to st- stay strapped. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the next uh, topic, the coronavirus. I don't oh, need nothing. Man. I, the coronavirus, man. Yeah, dude. This is the this is the new Ebola, bro. Like this shit has just came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Like it, it was like it was like out of out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. It uh I think the first US case was reported in Seattle, second in Chicago, and now they were they were looking for um a couple cases where we're at in North Carolina, but I've seen a report saying that they came back negative. So that's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, bro. Um, yeah. Can you speak a little bit on this? Since I know you work in, you know, you work in the medical field. What are y'all like thoughts on this? So I haven't been back to work yet after since after this has been released. So I don't really know quite yet, but I did get an email earlier today that I haven't read yet that seems like it's basically talking about because I'm, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the Duke health system. It's a lot of people that come from back and forth from China, uh, patients and employees. And they basically was talking about, um, probably how, uh, I guess our restrictions or basically breaking down how the regulations on how they're going to do flights and travel to China and back and forth. Uh, it's what the email looked like it was about to talk about, but I haven't read about it yet. But yeah, like I said, I haven't been back to work since after they released this information. Um, but I've I've heard I heard uh, yesterday that it was a possible. Um, I heard exactly what you were saying, the possible cases, but luckily they came back negative. But you know, working in the Duke system, we do have a lot of people that come back and forth from Asia to uh, from China to here, and it's like yo. Hopefully, you know, we can get this under contained. But what a way to start 2020. Jesus Christ. This shit came out of nowhere. And it's like, I'm looking at the the, the symptoms. These symptoms are so fucking generic. Uh, so suspected patients should have a fever, a cough, and slash or difficulty breathing. You know, um, 
and slash or close contact with a confirmed or suspected case of new coronavirus. Recent travel to Wuhan, China. Like, like, bro, like, this shit is like, the, the main symptoms are regular. So it's hard to distinguish unless you've been out, if, unless you've been to China recently, that, yeah, you have it. You know, and I think there was a report in, what was it, I think in Seattle, that the person that has it is being monitored by a robot. Like, the actual doctors aren't going near them. Um, and there's been new cases, actually. Uh, three, uh, three cases were confirmed Sunday. One in Maricopa County, Arizona. One in L.A. County, California. And one in Orange County, California. So it is spreading. Um, and we're looking like, damn, this shit came from China? Like, I'm looking at this Tariq live stream, and he he put up an article. Uh, an Asian lady, she was eating bat. Yeah, that's what I was, I was about to be like, man, it's from, it's from what they eat, man. And people are like, and, and the report is pretty much, articles like, is it is this linked to the coronavirus? Is this how... It started, they they over here eating fucking bats and shit. Like, bruh. I mean. And I mean, the shit was set up like it was some delicacy. It didn't look like it was like one of them damn, them, uh, them 10 4 building uh, side of the road shops. Now, that shit was in like a high end restaurant. Yeah. So that's like a big time delicacy at certain parts of China, I guess. You know, me and my dad was talking about that. He made a good point. He was like, you know, not to be so culturally insensitive. Like, you know, we have shit here that we eat that we won't, we don't say AIDS. You know, looking looking at ourselves, we won't say AIDS into like big time epidemics on certain viruses like chitlins and, you know, weird shit like that, pig feet. But, you know, I, I, I brought this to him. I was like, I still feel like it, it's nutritional value in that. And if you really know how to prepare, same with the bat. But I was like, with the way that shit looked in the suit, that shit looked <laughs> like it was some shit that you're not supposed to eat. I look at, I was looking at the picture like about to laugh, bro. Because like, I was like, bro, what the it's, fuck is it's that, like man? it's like the bat has a smile on his face, like bro, like. But you can tell that bitch was dead, but it like it wasn't cooked. You're right, like I'm like, why the fuck are they eating bats, bro? Like, come on now. But that shit literally looked like it was dead, but it was not cooked. Tell me in my line. Yeah, yeah, I I, I just didn't get it. I, I don't get it. Like, I mean, somebody but, in the comments put a good. They they made it. They had a good take. They was like, we know it's dead, and it was like its ass is all in the soup part. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, man, this shit's so nasty. Yeah, bro, like. That I I don't understand it, dude. Cause like, I'm looking at this article from ABC News. Uh, fifth U.S. case of coronavirus confirmed as death toll rises to 80 in China. So it's serious in China. Like it's really ramping up. I don't think anybody in any of these cases in the U.S. have died from it yet, which is a good thing. But even to your dad's point, it's like. It's like, even with us eating chitlins, pig feet, when have we ever created a virus from eating that stuff? Exactly. It, it, exactly. It's like, I, we, 
at least the prep the preparation part. Yeah. We have a better, I guess, understanding of how we prepare those dishes. But that bat, man, that shit literally like it was killed, you know, set up neatly before it like actually rotted. Wasn't cooked and set in a motherfucking seat. That shit actually, man, it, it looks sick to me. I'm still trying to figure out who was the chef that said, Oh yeah, let's let's cook bat this time. Let's see how that tastes. Like, I think I think that shit is I think it'd be witchcraft. I think it'd be spells and shit, a part of certain shit like that. For real. And I think that's why they be eating it, but I think that that shit be catching up with them because they don't really prepare it the right way or something. But I think it I think it is something behind why they eat why like certain delicacies like that. Like a fucking bat, bro. Like that shit literally look if I wasn't from this planet and I was looking at a a, a plate of food. I can be like, man, I ain't a fucking bad. Shit. Like, nigga, who the fuck wants to eat a bat? Bro? I don't like, even don't... know what a bat is, but I'm telling you, that shit don't look right. That shit don't look like anything that we that anything supposed to be eating. Period. Right. That right. shit look ass. And you know, based off this ABC report, ABC News report, um, you know, eighty people have died. Well, at least eighty have died, but over twenty seven hundred have contracted the illness. So this is serious. Man, that's fucking crazy. That That's crazy. Yeah. It's always something new. God damn, let us have a time just to chill. But it's always something new every day. Yeah. Yep. Have no time to chill, bro. Like, this shit is just... The year... Distraction. Yeah. This this year has been... Has uh, got off to a bang. So I'll just say, you know... Everybody, you know, just to keep making sure you washing your hands on a consistent basis, even if you're not going to the restroom, just to wash your hands just in general, routinely. That's the number one key. That's the number one key. And and, and I think living a long life is washing your hands. Yeah. For real. That, that shit. Yeah. Wash your hands. Yeah. Um. Moving on to uh, the last topic that I wanted to talk about uh, today or tonight was uh, Kodak Black. Kodak has been incarcerated for like the past, I want to say like six months, six to eight months. He got sentenced to three years. He's supposed to be getting out in 2022. Summer 2022. Officially, he's supposed to get out August 14th, 2022. But apparently, he's been he and he's been writing. Uh, he's been writing uh, while being locked up. He's been going through hell in prison. Apparently, he's um, he and to read this post. Kodak Black, uh, this is something he wrote on his Instagram, allegedly. Lieutenant F. Arroyo has been very vindictive towards me, and I have a strong feeling it has something to do with me being set up, laced, bruised, and brutally beaten two weeks before my court date. Um, So he's saying they're they're mistreating him, they're abusing him. Um, They're not uh, giving him proper medical assistance. Um, after he's they 
like say he, he was saying they beat him up and stuff. And he he just got transported though to a, a Kentucky prison where he'll serve the rest of his time. And you know, his his mom was crying out for help because she was saying if he if something happens to him, she'll kill herself. Um and he and it this is on Kodak's Instagram page, by the way. Uh, he says, there is a big conspiracy going on in this building on me. Santiago Torres is using her position wrongfully in Miami FDC and is abusing her authority. She has been writing falsified incident reports on me to take phone, privilege, phone privilege, uh, privileges that I get once a week while in solitary. Also doing anything to take my game time so that I come home literally when I am supposed to. One morning, she pulled me out my cell to tell me she is going to take my pretty little girlfriend off my visitation list for no other reason but to add insult to my distress, not being able to see my significant other while locked up in this hellhole. Also, I was denied visit from my mother on December 23rd, two days before Christmas. Not only does my incoming mail take an average of a month to get to me, but they are messing with my outgoing mail as well. Uh, they are strategically killing me slowly in here. I have been humiliated over and over again. I am highly disappointed in the way they have treated not only me, but all the other inmates in this facility. With their self-serving agenda, they will always side with their fellow officers, whether right or wrong. Now, I must say that if Kodak actually wrote all of this, there's more that I was just skipping around. This nigga has been playing games this entire time. This dude is articulate as hell. I know. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you were saying all that, and I'm like, what the If this nigga really wrote this shit, like... Daylight said, Daylight said he met Kodak when he was, like, 15 or something, and he said Kodak was, like, a lyric, a conscious rapper at that time. Like, he was not rapping about the stuff he raps about now. He was like really on some lyrical type stuff, but he he wasn't getting the buzz that he needed, so he he uh he uh, dumbed down his music. But uh, I want your thought. I want to hear your uh, your thoughts on this situation. I mean, I tell you, man, they a lot of this, a lot of these entertainers are in it to however they can to get their bread. They are not who you really think they are. On the uh, surface, <laughs> uh, my boy uh, Bill, he got an IQ of 160. That's what it sounds like from the way he was reading that. But oh shit, you know this goes to this. This kind of goes to I think what Yo Gotti and I, was it Yo Gotti and Jay Z were talking about with the Mississippi prisons and stuff, and like how inhumane the conditions are for prisoners, especially in the South. And you know, for a prisoner like Kodak Black, I find it. I mean, he's 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 in and out of jail, and it's always it always seems to be at the weirdest times when he goes back to jail. And you know, this this one's like a for a lot longer extended period of time. It's like you know, it's something in the hip hop thing now with certain artists where they try to train them. They train them early, you know. They get them to use, get them used to being incarcerated. Though you know, he hasn't been on the straight and narrow path, but you know, he um. Man, do you you feel like he's actually in prison? Cause like 
the way he make it seem, he seem like he's in solitary confinement, and they're treating him like how I how I would imagine they treated Pac when he got locked up for that rape case. If we talking about, if we talking about, um, from what he wrote, man, hell no, nah, it don't seem like he in no fucking prison. It seemed like he in a damn, some damn torture environment, torturous environment, like. Damn, like, I don't want to say no lie, but not no normal prison. Hell no. Sound like some psych, psych prison or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, but he, he recently, that was happening when he was in uh, locked up in Florida. He just got moved to Kentucky. So, you know, hopefully in Kentucky he has an easier uh, prison stay there look if he's even you know if he even is in prison that is or wherever he's at hopefully it's you know easier to stay but i mean the main thing is dude just gotta stay out of jail man he gotta stay out of trouble i look at somebody like nba young boy this dude is similar to kodak in terms of he's always like getting in trouble he just recently got off of uh Got off of probation, and, I'm, and they they were interviewing him when he walked out the courthouse, and he was pretty much saying that he was scared because he he didn't know what was gonna happen next. And there is a video recently that his ex girlfriend, who happens to be Floyd Mayweather's daughter, posted about him when he was in the studio, and she said he does this to um to uh, he does this to um to let go, and it's pretty much a video of NBA young boys talking to a wall like he's just like yelling at a wall like talking crazy to a wall and there's somebody pulling his shirt like the pulling the back of his shirt he's like looking at a wall just like talking to it it's like bro these de- these rappers bro they go through hell bro they got they, go de- they got demons on them bro got they got demons yeah For real look at the baby look at what he's getting into shit like every other week mm-hmm he Teacher. just he just got initiated into the Illuminati because he was just talking about meeting with Diddy, and Diddy invited him over for lunch or whatever and all this other shit. So we already knew what was up with him when he wore that diaper a couple times, but everybody let that shit slide because he caught a body allegedly. He he was wearing that diaper, and that was like what blue what what started everything. Yeah, that damn diaper. That was a ritual. That's when I, re- I ain't never really hear about him even before that. He can't, it, it seemed like he came out of nowhere, right? Right. He just, like, so, I mean, he just so happened to be from Charlotte. Popped about my YouTube algorithms, this nigga in a diaper. What the fuck? The fuck is this? What, who is this nigga? The baby. Now it's nothing but the baby everywhere. It's like, yo, happened to be from Charlotte. Yeah. Never heard of him until after this nigga wear a diaper. It's like, man, this shit is really serious. Like, for real. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, think twice before you want to. It makes you think twice if you ever even want to be in something like this. Like, be become an entertainer or be a part of that industry. Because it's like, these people go through hell on a daily basis. You know, you see them living flashy and stuff. But it's like, mentally, they, they probably fucked up. From shit they've had to do or they seen. I mean, look at NBA Young Boy life so far. Like, is it already? 
this dude got like six, five kids, and he's only like nineteen. He's got herpes. Um, so they say. So they say alleged. Well, I think he admitted it on the song, but I don't. I don't know for sure. I haven't went and listened to it. Um, he's been accused of like beating his girlfriends. Um, he's, you know, I dabbled in the streets. You know, got into some shit. I don't know if he's sold drugs, but he's he's got into that. You know, the street lifestyle. He just can't seem to stay out of trouble. Is that a body? Yeah, well, I I think it's a legend. I don't know for sure about that. But, yeah, man, he just, if you listen to his music, he he talks about a lot of pain in his his music, like a lot of pain. So, I don't know, man. Then you look at somebody like YNW Melly, who allegedly killed two of his friends. He had his, his hit song is called Murder On My Mind where he's talking about killing a friend on the song. And then the, the craziest thing, his, his last name is uh, Demons. His government last name is Demons. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yep, so. Oh, and I had seen that. There's an interview with YNW Melly where he talks about he almost snapped and killed somebody when he was like in school or something like he was about to stab somebody um because they were messing with him or something like he said he's off like mentally so i i I don't know bro i don't know you know he's still in jail right now but people be hyping him up like he's gonna he'll be a star if he gets out which i think he could be but i don't think i don't see how you get out on a double homicide why you got something on wax that's that's like circumstantial e- evidence too, like yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a tough one to beat right there, homeboy. Yeah, um, I seen an interview on a, another note. I guess as like we're closing down this episode, I was watching Everyday Struggle, and I don't really even watch that show no more. There was a clip that went viral of a, <laughs> again of a Soldier Boy when he was up there. He was talking about how he influenced hip hop. He was like, you know, I, I influenced hip hop. That's how he said it, hip hop. You know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, academics was like, uh, it's it's actually called hip hop. He's like, and then Soldier Boy was like, uh, yeah, it, I said hip hop, fuck nigga. I was like, <laughs> and he just kept <laughs> talking like he was like bitching academics. I was rolling, uh, but yeah. Um, Kevin Gates was up there, and Kevin Gates is like, and he's another dude that's been like troubled throughout his career. Um, he just had got out, I think, like last year or the, or the year before that, for like um, he kicked a, a girl when he was on stage performing, and he got locked up for that. And then on top of that, he got hit with a gun charge, and he was, I think, he was moved to Chicago prison to finish out the rest of his uh, his bid. But he's out now. He's been out for a while. And he's he's changed like his tune, like the way he talks. Like in this interview in particular, he went up there with his wife and he was pretty much talking about this new music video that he has where he talks about voodoo. Cause he's from uh I think he's from New Orleans or Baton Rouge. I I get those uh mixed up. But he's he's practicing he, the video is pretty much a girl puts a spell on him. 
in the video, and, he, and it shows voodoo because he talks about in the interview, you know, in his family, people practice voodoo and stuff. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that people, we've, we've seen him do and say is because he somebody had put a spell on him, and he said he knows who did it in his family and stuff. And um, he was talking about – he mentioned – something which i mean we always talk about this type of stuff but i've just found it interesting that he you know entertainer again a lot of people don't be talking about this entertainers and stuff he was saying like how he's not african or whatever he was saying you know he's native he's like we said he said he's indigenous to this land pretty much hey he was like i don't have no ties to africa or anything like that we we this is our land this is native land and when he was saying that, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I was like, it really is a shift in people, everybody's mindset this mm-hmm. year. And academics, was, and them, they were just looking at him like, okay. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Like, do research on Louisiana. He like, we native. Like, this is our land or whatever. And I was like, bro, I'm paraphrasing. But, yeah, that's what he was talking about. And I was just like, damn, bro. Like, it's really uh, an awakening for real, you know. So... It seems like there's more and more people getting awakened on a daily, on a on a damn daily basis. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, for real. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see, man. It's, it's good to see. I also was watching Billy Carson, uh, Forbidden Knowledge. He's uh teamed up with Dame Dash. Um, Dame Dash and him are working on like teaming up to do i think like documentaries that he he has like this tv show dame dash has his own like plat streaming platform he's trying to build a new net like the next netflix pretty much like he's got like a subscription-based content and he's got actually a channel in charlotte actually set up that's one of his uh one of his uh spots right now i guess in terms of where the the network will air but it's a dame dash studios.com and he had Billy Carson up there talking about, you know, spirituality, religion, ancient history that we didn't, we don't know about. And Billy Carson, he's also actually in Australia right now because you know the wildfires. A lot of ancient hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs, um, or hieroglyphics were destroyed because of the fires. So he's going over there to get footage of some of the remaining before they get destroyed in the fires. And he's already put up some footage on YouTube on Forbidden Knowledge. And I thought that was really dope. So um, if anybody wanted to look into that, I would suggest it. Because he he has a lot of, you know, dope insight on ancient history. But, um, but yeah, man, this is the year. I think this year is just one. This is going to be a, a milestone in, like, history. A lot of stuff is already coming to light. And, you know. Gonna be a lot, a lot more to come to light. I think it's gonna be more and more to come, uh, come to light, and that's uncovered slowly but surely. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to mention before in closing? Nah, yeah. Everything that we uh discussed so far in for episode twenty six, you know. I think, I think we went in good detail about. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with my closing remarks. It's your boy Monquay, as always. All right, and it's your boy Stefan, and as always, 
make sure to like, share, uh, repost this on SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud at Divine Council Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Divine. If you're listening through the Apple Podcast app, make sure to give us a review. A five-star rating will help with visibility. Um, and yeah, as always, I want to leave the listeners with a, a quote. And this quote is from F. Scott Fitzgerald. Family quarrels are bitter things. They don't go according to any rules. They're not like aches or wounds. They're more like splits in the skin that won't heal because there's not enough material. Until next time.